Is that the same robe you got me? Kelly, oh Kelly. Oh my god. You're listening to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Hi guys and welcome back to the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. I'm your host Kimberly Cobb and as you can see we have an incredible guest here with us, Stephanie. Hey, Steph. Hey, Kim. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So excited to have you on this week's podcast episode. This is long overdue. I've been wanting to get Stephanie on for a while, so we are going to do a little Q&A and catch up. Uh, Very excited for that. If you haven't already, please make sure to follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or subscribe to me on YouTube. And if you haven't already, joined my Facebook group, My Lips Aren't Sealed on Facebook. We are going to get started per usual with highlights and lowlights. Highlights and lowlights. Okay, starting off with highlights. Obviously, my biggest highlight is having Stephanie on the podcast. That is huge for me. Like I said, I feel like, Stephanie, it's long overdue, right? Like, How long have we been talking about this? Well, we've been chatting just like on the side for years. And I think we made, I think I made a joke about it like a year ago. I was like, imagine we did a podcast together when you first launched your podcast and you were like, oh, it will happen. It just took forever. I'm sorry. No, people always ask too, like if I'll put a and a sticker on, you know, with the season three finale, they wanted Brittany, but even then people still wanted Stephanie, which is really cool. They're still thinking about you. That's really nice. No, so nice. But having you on, I really appreciate it. And one day we will meet in person and do a podcast in person. For now, uh, this is going to have to do. This will do. And then my second highlight, I was telling you about this prior to this call, but I'm going to California in two weeks to see my mom. She's turning 50. She's such a young mom. I know. She's, She's literally so, so young. I know. Wait, how old's your mom, if she doesn't mind? Oh, she minds. Okay, she's 50 also. 49. 50 also. (laughs) Okay. 50. Aw, she looks good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I hope to look just like my mom when when I'm her age. She's got a really young soul, my mom. She's like, she, she acts like she's 25 still, so. Dude, whenever I see her, like, on your lives or something popping in. I'm like, she's so fun and cool. She's like Regina George's mom. That's like the energy she gives off. Yeah. And I used to have parties at my house growing up too. Like she, she really was a cool mom. Like she's always been the coolest mom. She let you have parties at your house. Oh, she let me have parties at my house. Like my parents were right upstairs. We had an entrance from our basement to the outside, like a separate staircase from our basement. And I, everybody would just come through the basement. My parents fully knew we were having parties and they were like, as long as we know, we keep everything under control. Yeah. Good parents. Okay. Good parents. That's so cool. No, my mom was so strict. I wasn't even allowed to have a cell phone or like date or even have a MySpace, <laughs> like until I was 16. Are you the oldest child? No, I'm the baby. See, my older sister was like a rebel, so she really set the way, set the tone and like paved the way for like me and my brother. So after my parents dealt with my sister, they were like, anything goes with the twins. So we just kind of got away with everything. That is so nice. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay, well, 
I think my mom, like, because she was younger, she, like, she knew what was going on and she didn't like it. She's like, I don't want you to get pregnant like I did when I was your age. So I'm like, all right, cool, mom. So congrats. I didn't get pregnant. I can't even get somebody to date me right now, which is fine. fine. We'll talk more about that later. But highlight, gonna go to California to visit my mom for her 50th birthday. My sister and I are planning her a party in uh, like near, like it's in wine country. So really excited for that. It's gonna be super fun. What's your, what's your highlight? So my highlight is that I just started a new job about a month ago, and as you may remember from the show, I'm a TV producer, but I used to do talk shows. Now I'm working in live sports, which is a little different, and my highlight is that- Wait, what? How did I not know you're in live sports now? I am now working for the NFL Network, so my highlight is that I had my first show. It was it's This past week was week one of football, so I had my first show this past weekend on Sunday, and it was a highlight it was amazing well technically we did a preview show one week ago from today but this was the first week of football i had to get to work at three in the morning had to cover the games work with the talent and it's been amazing i mean i love my new job i'm so excited so that was my highlight um that is a huge highlight did you post about this yet about this new job i didn't see anything oh yeah i've been posting about it so i posted a main I did post on my main feed like a picture of me in front of all of the helmets, in front of all the NFL helmets, and was like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life, and tagged the NFL Network, because I always believe that. If you love what you do, you truly never work a day in your life. And so, yeah, that was kind of my, like, announcing it post. But then I've been posting, like, my day-to-day. I'm here in the studio. Here's what the, you know, here's what the newsroom looks like. Here's what the office looks like, stuff like that. Okay, so that's why I hate Instagram these days is because I haven't seen any of your content. I don't follow that many people, so I don't know. I'm sorry. I feel so bad. I didn't know. I would have commented little football emojis and stuff on here. It's very new. This happened. I've only done three. I've only been there for three weeks, so. Okay, super new. And you're going to meet some really hot athletes, which is really cool. If you haven't already, you probably will, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a great environment. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) New job, very professional. I learned in my past to not date your coworkers, so I'm not going to do that. That being said, my highlight getting this new show, doing the new job, being with the new the talent, meeting everyone, so fun. Um, and then my low light, I had to attend a funeral yesterday, and I'm a very like empathetic person, and I actually never met the person that passed, but it was my friend's mom, and I was just bawling my eyes out because when other people cry, I cry, and it's just sad to see people go through, you know death so yeah having to go to a funeral yesterday was the low part major low light for sure is your friend okay is she holding up i mean i'm glad you were there for her yeah i hope she's gonna be okay but you know it's a hard time it's recent and yeah and like even though you didn't know her mom i'm the same way it's because we're both pisces steph so i'm telling you we like are we we're very emotional people but we also can really connect with people when they're in their feels and going through shit. Like I get just as sad for them. So I totally get that. I'm so sorry to your friend too. Sorry to bring, the, bring it down. No, it's fine. Just now my low light is going to sound so stupid in comparison, which it is. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Okay. My low light is like way less serious. Like truly, if your friend's listening, 
or you know or just tell her give her my condolences yeah give her my condolences that's that's i can't even imagine my low light is not a serious i you've been to austin right yeah it's awesome okay you know rainy street the street of bars on rainy street tell me you saw somebody overdosing on the street and rainy street because i saw some okay my no my low light is not no Nothing about death. I'm so sorry. You saw rainy somebody overdosing? On Rainy Street. <laughs> like, I've never had a bad experience. That is crazy. Recently? No, when I went there like two years ago, August, uh, April 2021. Oh, okay. Well, geez, Steph. All I was going to say is that my favorite bar is closing. <laughs> That's my low light. <laughs> Nothing serious. My favorite bar is closing and... I don't know, it's just a bummer. Rainy Street, you know, has all those bars and they're knocking down most of the bars and replacing them with sky rises, like new apartments and stuff. So that's like a bummer just because the whole place is, is changing. It's really sad. Uh, again, not that serious. It feels so stupid in comparison. Like, oh. No, that's not true. Okay, the next little section we go through is pop culture and current faves. Oh my god, I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Gee, thanks. Just got it. I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. So I figured this would be a really good section for you because you are in like the heart of the entertainment industry and you also, I mean, now you're in the sports industry, so you're not in it as deep right now. But what's going on? Like, are there any new movies you're seeing? Any celebrity encounters in LA? anything what's going on or any celebrity gossip well i was gonna say i know i don't know how into sports you are but tom brady and giselle are you have you are you familiar with what's going on there i am not i know who both of them are what's going on okay i'm glad you know who they are um tom brady one of the best quarterbacks in the league and his supermodel wife giselle are everyone's talking about it in the league and everyone in the sports news sports gossip is that there's trouble in their marriage because he recently came back from retirement. He was supposed to be retired. He announced his retirement from the league last year. And then like out of nowhere, and he's like in his forties, he's like an older guy out of nowhere. Yeah. He came back and was like, I'm actually unretiring. I love football so much. I want to still play for another, maybe another year, maybe more, who knows? And everyone was totally shocked by this because he just announced his retirement and it was like, you just announced like, why but now that everybody's finding out like that everybody's finding out that apparently his wife was not happy and he did he kind of unretired without like telling her and now that the football season started every, they're like not living together allegedly i don't know this for sure but apparently yeah no yeah and, um i don't know i hope they make it because i think they're an iconic couple personally they are if i was half as pretty as her Oh my God, I could take over the world. But I remember when Tom Brady said he was retiring and I don't even follow the sports. And I was like, I feel like he's not going to actually officially retire. Like this is Tom Brady. Like, you know, I just felt, I felt that way. So interesting. All right, let's see how that, how that unravels. Oh my God. That's my insider knowledge on pop culture. I'm also, I was really intrigued by Zendaya winning. So um, I think I saw that she's like the youngest actress to win two Emmys in a night. I think that's what I saw, which, you know, I, I always like to follow the Emmys as a TV producer. 
because I hope to win an Emmy soon. You will, definitely, no doubt. That's so cool. Oh my God, if you did. But I did see that she won. I didn't see that she won too. I just have seen clips. I've been really busy. But I love that Kelly Clarkson, didn't she, isn't she the one who presented the award? Oh, did she? I didn't see it. I'm pretty sure it was Kelly Clarkson. I'm like, that's so, so random. Kelly Clarkson and Zendaya, you wouldn't think they'd be like interacting ever in life. Kelly Clarkson won tons and tons of daytime Emmys. So maybe that's why. Oh yeah. Cause of her show. Her show. Wait, her so show did so many Emmys. This year. Yeah. Um, do you think that you will like ever go back into like a more entertainment industry yeah. job or do you think you like the sports field more now so I'm only doing the sports show right now during football season and then I might have another show that's really big I don't want to like jinx it and announce it lined up for after but it's like okay. very similar to Kelly Clarkson pretty much really um, okay yeah so football season ends in February so back in February in around then I'll be a free agent again in the you know tv world I have more, I have more questions about that. I'll ask you in a little bit. I have, I have so many questions. I'm so fascinated by your career and everything. It's so cool. Like you're literally living like the coolest life ever, honestly. So, okay. It's okay. I'm glad I went down this field. I'm happy with my choice. Oh yeah, I would be too. My current fave or my pop culture thing, not super pop culture, but tomorrow I'm going to this like 1950s themed cocktail party for Don't Worry Darling, the premiere of that movie. Okay, yeah. Have you heard like all the drama around that too? Yeah, I have. That's Do we think it's really accurate? Bad. Or I just I just read the the posts, you know? Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know how accurate all of it is. I want to see, I definitely want to see the movie because of all of the conversation that's happening around it. Mm-hmm. Part of me is like, I, I wonder if like the headlines were fake just to get some buzz around the movie. That's kind of what do I was like, that? there's they too much. They have such big stars. Like, do they need that buzz? Like, I feel like the Harry stands are going to see it anyway. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't wait. I'm going to see it for sure. I'm very intrigued to see how Harry acts because he hasn't acted before, right? I've never seen him act, but he seems to me like a Disney Channel type actor, you know? Like, he's probably been on a Disney Channel show. Well, he hasn't. I'm making, that's not true, but he's kind of got that, like, vibe. Does that make sense? I agree. I actually was saying that to my friend the other day, because I thought, I thought he came from a Disney show. I'm not a huge Harry Styles fan. I like his music, but I'm not, like, obsessed. So I thought he came from, like, a Disney Channel thing, but he actually came from... A show, America's Got. Right? Was it X Factor? Wait, I actually don't know, but he comes from the band um... One Direction. Yeah, One Direction, right? I really, we're getting too old, Steph. Simon Cowell, <laughs> Cow, Simon Cowell, find them. Yeah, I because I saw the reason this came up is because I saw Harry's like audition on that show. I don't remember what show it was. He was really bad. Have you seen it? His voice was like actually painfully bad. So I'm so surprised that he ended up blowing up. He's just like good looking and they were just like, yeah, just put him in the front. <laughs> exactly. How about your current fave stuff? Is there anything like unique in LA that's your current fave? I saw you had your green juice. 
I know. So what are you sipping on? I just drank the whole thing. Um, yeah, this is, yeah, we can call this my current faves. I've been so busy with this new job. I actually, I said a six day week. So I've been like not really consuming anything like new and exciting, but this is a consistent in my life. It's the break room cafe. It is um, in Universal City, which is kind of close to me, very close to me actually. And it has the best fresh pressed juice and I go there whenever I can. And I gulp this thing up in like two minutes. You did, because I feel like just a second ago it was pretty full. I'm impressed. Yeah. Oh, also my other current faves that I was gonna tell you about is that I stopped getting my eyelashes done, which during the show I always had fake eyelashes like major in a major way. Um, and I found this brand Grande lashes grande cosmetics and i started using them like lash serum every night and i use a like a thing like a repair cream on my lashes and my natural lashes are like so long people ask me if my natural lashes are fake now so i'm like that's a win current faves grande lash serum check it out okay yeah give me an affiliate code you got, got a little promo code for me that's I'll see if I can get you. First of all, I actually didn't realize you had fake eyelashes on the show. I thought those were your real eyelashes. They were extensions. I had got like one by one. My no, you didn't think they were real. There's a couple episodes where they were so out of control fake that like I was like, I need to chill. I look like snuffle off, I guess. Okay, well I never noticed because you are like a natural beauty, so I think I just and you have like such thick hair naturally, so I was like, oh, thick eyelashes, thick hair. She's just God's favorite. So oh shut up. Okay, but my issue with eyelashes is my eyelashes are blonde. I have really thick eyelashes, but I have to wear mascara. Like, yep. I have to. It's Otherwise, it's you don't sad. see them. It's very embarrassing. Yes, it's the worst. But I just got my eyebrows microbladed, like, two weeks ago, and they're healed now. And Because I, I don't have eyebrows. I'm, like, a very hairless person. <laughs> TMI. No, I don't have eyebrows. Yeah, no. See, I like I have to buy my hair on my head. I have to buy my eyebrows, buy the eyelash. It's too much. I have to pay to remove all the hair that I have. I went to I got my hair cut last week, and the guy was like, "Thinner, right? You want it thinner?" I was like, "Listen, you don't need to thin it out that much." He's like, "Yeah, thinner, thinner." I'm like, "Listen, don't cut half my hair off. Like, calm down." It looks good. Thanks. So thick. It is so thick. No, it's it's honestly stunning. Are you Italian? I'm half Italian. Yeah, my mom's Italian. Are unrelated, but have you noticed like a huge price difference from getting your hair done in LA versus back home? Um, yes, it's expensive out here. Uh, I but I started going to a different like this place. I found a better place. Like it's just all about you know when you when I first moved up to LA and just needed to get my hair cut, I just went to the first place I could find. But now I'm doing research and making sure I don't get ripped off. Like I was yeah. spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on one nail set, like $300 to get my nails to look like this. And then I just found a place that I get them done for a hundred. So wow. I'm like, yeah, it's just all about figuring it out and finding, finding the better salons. Like these, this place is just as good as where I was going and spending twice the amount. And the same thing with the hair, it's got this haircut and I like it better than my last haircut that was twice the price. So. Well, you look amazing. The nails look cool. Can I see them again? Yeah. They're like two colors. Okay. That, those are cool. Yeah, I I can imagine. I got like a really, because I used to live in LA with my ex and 
everything was so expensive and I would get like really shitty haircuts and really shitty highlights and it'd be $300. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Um, my current fave is that I recently, I put it on my weekly vlog, but I just placed like this fat order of all this new equipment for like my podcast, vlogging, influencing, like all the tripods, all the things. So I've been playing with all my new equipment. It's really fun. It's insane though, just how much that in itself adds up. It's, it's a lot, but very excited with my purchases. But that wraps up the pop culture and current faves section and brings us to the main portion of this podcast episode. What life has been like for Stephanie since being on reality TV? We just got a little brief intro, but I want to ask you a ton of questions that people have either submitted to me or stuff that I just like, I'm curious about because I want to know. First of all, you and I met back in 2020 when we were filming season one. Isn't that crazy? And right away, you were so nice. I feel like we hit it off right away. We were just like, we always checked in every Sunday when the show was airing. And yeah, that it's been like two years. Can you believe that? No, I can't. And like, so much has happened in two years for both of us. I can't even, I don't even recognize the girl I was two years ago. And I'm sure you feel the same, right? And it's terrifying to think like, what is gonna happen in the next two years? If that many mm-hmm. changes happened to me in the last two years, and I'm sure you feel the same way, like I can't even imagine what could happen in another two years. So crazy. No, I can't either. So kind of going back to like season one, what initially made you want to do it in the first place? Was it Mike's idea? Was it your idea? Like how did that how did it really come to you? Yeah. So I this is what the backstory is that I was working – that summer on a TV show where I was trying to cast people and I found a really good way to cast people for television shows is in these Facebook groups when you're a producer and there's a lot of people that are interested in being in the entertainment industry that are in these groups that are looking for castings and you post something like oh do you know somebody that is like this this and that and they'll you know submit themselves and I at the time was looking for people that were like had conflict in their life as a conflict talk show producer. I was looking for people and it was really helpful. I was getting tons of castings from that, from these Facebook groups. And I saw a casting from another producer that posted like, do you know an extreme mama's boy? And at the time I was dating and living with Mike and working with Mike. And I showed it to him and I was like, wait, look, this is literally you. (laughs) I that's literally you, Mike. And he was like, send that to me. I'll show my mom. And he, I sent it to him and he sent it to his mom. And it was just like their thing at first. Like they submitted to it. They, I, I feel like they did the first like round of interviews and then eventually came to a point where they were like, Mike, do you have a girlfriend? And he was, or a wife or a fiance or anything. And he was like, yeah, she's actually the one that submitted me to this. And they were like, oh, get her on the phone. Like we need to talk to her. Because this is about guys in relationships who have, you know, mommy issues, if you want to call it that. And um, he was like, yeah, get her on the phone. So they got me on the phone. And next thing I know, they're interviewing, like, my family and my friends. And this is before the show was even picked up by the network. And Yeah, this was 2019. For me, it was 2019, right? We got the phone call that we were doing the show December 1st, 
of 2019 because it was Mike's it was around Mike's birthday and we were in Killington when we got the call from the network that they were picked up um, but we'd been casting for a year prior to that like a year where they would call us and have us do phone calls and then bring us back and then do more phone calls and then they were like okay we're waiting to find out if the show was greenlit and then the show was greenlit and it was like whoa it was crazy it was a huge process it took a whole year before we ended up on television from when we started interviewing yeah I would say the timeline was pretty similar for myself too but I didn't expect it to take that long does it usually take that long uh no are you kidding me any shows that I've worked on it would never be we would never make them wait more than like a month because it wasn't a it wasn't a real show they were trying to prove that they can get enough casting like you guys and us trying to prove concept that they have the we have talent, we have people that we can actually make this a show. So they had to collect all of that and then pitch it to the network. And then the network green let it. And it just yeah. took a while. Then they had to cap, then they had to staff it and do the logistics. So they didn't really have a show. They were kind of almost wasting our time for a while until they actually had a show. I agree. So being on the show, because you have such like a incredible knowledge of producing or production, I don't know what term to use. Uh, was it weird filming because, because you know how things work on the back end of it? Or do you feel like you're more comfortable? Oh, we were both of Mike and I were so comfortable around the cameras, but with the microphones, we were not, it didn't scare us, but we were concerned about how things were going to get edited because we had no control over that. Obviously you guys were way more entertaining than us at the end of the day, right? You guys got a lot more airtime and you guys were way more crazy and talked about and exciting. And like, even I meet people all the time and they recognize me from the show and they're like, Oh, you had the least crazy scenario. And I'm like, yeah, it's because we put our foot down a lot. We did. If anybody's out there and they are interested in being in like television or casting, like, and I hate to say this because I am a TV producer and I produce people all the time, but they need you more than you need them you need to remember that like they need you like at the end of the day like that crew is coming for you you're the talent you're the top person on that call sheet like they need you more than you need them truly they need you you're the job you're the star of their, of their segment they, they have all these people out like how many people came to you know your house and came to your places and followed you to wherever you needed to go tons of people thousands of dollars equipment so mm -hmm. much money to it. And, like need the content you don't need to be on the television show at the end of the day so always remember exactly that. yeah so you said people have stopped you like you know when they've recognized you so what was life like for you like immediately after season two and since in regards to like the show and everything so immediately after the show aired season two specifically i was getting recognized left and right in la like all over the place um that's cool specifically like malls and um like amusement parks or like any highly concentrated place like anywhere in public essentially like if i go to like the grocery store although i do i have gotten recognized at the grocery store like in the last six months um i got recognized on my first day of work by some older dude that i would have never expected he was like where do i know you i was like uh i don't know he's like where'd you work before this i, I, I was like uh like name where i work for He's like, no, it's not that, it's not that. And then we're just chatting. He's like, I, my wife and I love you. We're a big fan. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> that is so cute. I'm his wife and was like, look who's here. I was like, oh my God. Um, it's just funny. So yeah. It's was crazy. his wife so excited to see you? He was like, 
what is going on? She's like, you made it to LA? Oh my God. Like, it took her a second. She was like, wait, what? She's like, oh my God, you're here. Like, this is crazy. That is so cute. I think, and I talk about this in my podcast before too, but like fan interactions are so fun and cool because obviously like, you know, we've been experiencing this for a few years now, but every single time somebody recognizes me or you, it feels really cool and like special and it's fun to be able to like answer questions for them and like, you know, they take their selfies. It's, it's fun. Totally. Yeah. I was at the mall with my brother like two months ago and this girl, I totally knew she recognized me cause she like stopped in her tracks and stared at me and then whispered at her, like the person she was with. And I was, I looked at my brother, I was like, she definitely either we either I know her from somewhere like she knows me in real life or she just recognized me and he's like no she didn't no she didn't and then sure enough she comes up to me like three seconds later and was like were you on tv and I was like yeah and then my brother's like want a picture with her and she's like already has like her snapchat open and she's like yeah and I'm like oh my god this is so cute stop that's so cute I had um yeah over the weekend it's usually women that recognize us, right? Would you say? No, no. I've been shocked. I've been so, I've been so shocked. I was at a metal concert at a metal concert because I just long story. You were at a metal concert because I know the the. I'm with. I was with the band. Let's just put it that way. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. My friends, my friends in the band. My friend's dad's in the band. And I was at this metal concert, and some metal dude came up to me like fangirling. I was like, at the metal concert. That is awesome. I've had like drunk guys that are like our age come up to me and it's like, I don't think sober them would have said something to me, but when they're drunk, they're like, I watch you. I'm, I, I don't tell anybody this, but I watch TLC. I'm like, oh my God, it's cute. That guys our age have never come up to me. Really? Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's funny. I will say I, yeah, I had like one big, like six, five hockey player guy in a plaid big old beard watched the show he asked about you he said how's how's the one in LA I was like oh she's good he's like oh cool yeah no about you too like oh do you ever do you know Kim I'm like of course I know Kim of course we know each other what do you mean so that's good I feel like for the most part I mean obviously I've been living vicariously through your social media and life is treating you well do you still see mike or do you guys not talk anymore or kind of a little bit okay so when i first moved to la which i think you guys saw on the show like it was still ongoing to some degree we were like broken up but it was like we're both in la so mike lives in la we are not still seeing each other mike is in a new relationship like fully fully executed new relationship and i am in my dating scene doing my own thing but we are still friends. We are still in communication. And, you know, we did recently, like, grab a bite to eat just to catch up because we were in each other's neighborhood. So, it's like, yeah, we see each other very infrequently and very, it's very friendly and casual and cordial. And I'm not going to try, you know, he's in a relationship. I would never, ever try and overstep any boundaries because I wouldn't want anyone doing that to me. Um, but right. we are friends. Mike was my friend before we dated. Like, he wasn't just a friend. He was like a really good friend, like one of my best friends. So I'm able to separate him and the romantic relationship that we had and the friend relationship that we had. Because in the beginning of our romantic relationship, I had to like figure out how to separate the friend. So it's so much right. easier to go back to like being a friend and not being romantic and just being like, how are you checking in? Like, how's your mom? I texted Liz. It was her birthday last week. 
she was like, so oh, nice. Liz. <laughs> yeah, my first day of work and was like, I heard you got a new job. Congrats. I'm so proud of you. So everything is all good on our, on that, you know, we, I couldn't have had a better breakup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> like, can't relate. Uh, no, can't relate. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not close with any of my exes and I love that for me. I think that's great. I think it's also really <laughs> incredible though that you've been able to go from relationship back to my other ex. I'm like, and I love him. You are with my, co with yeah. my college boyfriend for three years. Like we are on great terms too. And I'm like, love him. He's a great guy. Good for you. My college ex-boyfriend, the little T, he like cheated on me with this girl, but he was like, you know, he, before he was like, oh, we're just friends. Like you have nothing to worry about. You're being crazy. And I was like, I don't trust her. I don't trust her. I don't trust you. I don't trust her together. Now they're married. <laughs> oh, good. No way. Stop. So I have good intuition. What can I, what can I say? Um, with, with you and Mike, what do you feel like your biggest learning takeaway was from that relationship? Because I know we both learned a lot during our experiences on the show, but also just in our real life relationships with these boys. Hmm. Well, I think I learned a lot about what I'm looking for moving forward, but mm -hmm. I think it's so important to just like not put your happiness in someone else's hands. And when you're in a serious relationship like that, it is so easy to like, they're down, you're down because you care about that person. Or if they're something bad happens, it ruins your whole day. And it's like, it's just so important to not be so like your whole world collapses over somebody else's emotions. And like, it's so hard to not, to not get like, I, that's, I've done that in every relationship. I've been so emotionally invested. And now when I'm trying to go out and date, I'm trying to like keep myself less emotionally invested and just trying to keep like, or at least be more slower to that because it's so easy to let put your happiness in somebody else's hands and let somebody else ruin your whole day off a simple action. And I will not, I will not let that happen anymore. I couldn't agree with that more. I think that's like, I've been definitely easing into dating because I'm terrified of, of dating and getting hurt. I think it's really good to focus on your own happiness too and prioritize that over trying to find happiness in somebody else. So when you, when you're dating, again, you're in LA right now, the dating scene I'm sure is a lot different than back home too. So how has that been like in general? We've talked kind of briefly about, you know, dating, but what are you looking for now? Are you single? Are you dating somebody? What's going on? Well, am I dating someone? I don't, let's see. Um, I am single, that's for sure. I yeah. am loving being single. Um, but I have been going on dates and seeing, seeing some people and, you know, enjoying being single. Like even a couple of weeks ago, I went on like a bunch of first dates on in one week. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the bachelorette this week. I, multiple people are asking me out. I'm not going to, I'm so used to like putting my energy into one person at a time. And like, like, you know, what? I, I don't know how any of these dates are going to go. I'll come, I'll say yes to three dates in a row. And and sure enough, like after all those dates, all first dates were great. And I was like, oh my God, these are great first dates. Like, what am I going to do? Oh my God, I have to juggle three guys. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> and then sure enough, after those dates, 
you kind of see, oh, wait, no, that, that guy's now acting weird. And that guy's now, oh, wait, like, you know, it totally changes. And like, it's just fun. I was like, I'm the bachelorette. I'm going to go on a bunch of first dates. Like, why not? For so long living in LA, I did not put myself out there at all. I've just been like, I'm, I mean, yeah, Mike's still my friend, but like, I was heartbroken over the loss of the relationship. Absolutely. Like I was heartbroken for a long time and I was focusing on my new job and getting good at work and being in LA and just getting comfortable and making friends. I was like, I do not care if I meet anyone. I don't care if I go on dates. I don't care to go put myself out there. I just do not care. And just recently, maybe three, four months ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put myself out there again. And that's where I'm at right now. And there's been some really, I met some really nice guys recently. But again, nothing that I can, you know, say I have a future boyfriend. <laughs> We're saying Yeah, I I I feel that. I'm honestly very impressed. Three first dates in one week is a lot. Did you feel drained after that or were you like high high off those dates? Um I felt okay, I'm a very I'm like an extrovert. I don't I don't my energy doesn't drain easily, okay? So I like my energy wasn't drained, but when all three went well, and then I was talking to three guys on like one point after that, I was like, I don't like this. Like, I, I can't, I don't know what to do. I don't, someone's going to get a hurt. And then what if I, I don't know. Like, I just don't like this. It's a lot. And it's like, how do guys who talk to so many girls, how do they do it? Like, how do you balance talking to so many people? Because every guy that I've talked to has, there's no way that I've been the only girl that they're pursuing and I've always put all of my eggs into one basket and all of my attention to one person and like I'm getting myself hurt because they're giving themselves options and I'm not and so I said I'm gonna do that but that didn't last I'm not talking to three different guys right now by any means I can't I physically (laughs) cannot like literally like I'd be surprised if any of those guys you know if it goes anywhere with any of them um girl we need to get you on the bachelorette you would be such a good bachelorette could you imagine? I would, I would like, watch. Oh, we don't want her. She's a television producer who's already been on TV. Next. <laughs> they, she, they, she's not here for the right reasons. No, they would just be like, I'd be too in control of everything. I'd be like, all right, I want this to be my first date. I'm not doing this. Like, I just would be a difficult talent, I think. Yeah, I don't, maybe. But you'd you, make for good TV. Would be an amazing bachelorette. And you apparently would say yes to everything, which is what producers love. Yeah, clearly. I don't know how to say no. Sure, I'll jump out of an airplane. That's fine. Don't you jump off like the San Francisco, off the Golden Gate Bridge? Wait, unrelated to these Q and A's, would you ever go bungee jumping? I don't know. I would do like a a jump of some sort, but I don't like the idea of the neck of the snapping back up from the bungee jump. Like, have you done? Me too. Yes, the initial jump. I'm like, that's, I've, I have gone skydiving actually. Very fun. Mom won't let me, which is so sad that I'm 28 years old and said that my mom won't let me do something, but uh, she would literally die of fear and upset it. Like she would be, she would not let me. How was it though? Oh, it was, it was so fun. That's funny. Your mom would freak out, but my mom, I didn't tell her before. And I wrote, hi mom on my hand. They took a video of me like waving to her and they sent it to her after it was really fun. Uh, I need to do I, that. I wouldn't. It was so fun. Oh my gosh, you're so fun. Uh, I, no, I would recommend it. But the bungee jump going back and forth. Because even, I don't know why, like, I haven't even been ziplining. Like, ziplining scares oh, me more I than love, skydiving. 
Oh my gosh, zip lining is everything. I love extreme sports and like adrenaline rushes and like I live for that. You're such a cool girl, you know, sports, adrenaline. <laughs> like, you look good with no makeup on. Sports on the weekend. I'll clean and cook and watch sports. Like, <laughs> and I'm like over here with my Pomeranian. Like, <laughs> sorry, I need to do my hair for three hours. Thanks. Well, I do my uh, my sink is clogged with hair, and uh, yeah, I've I've noticed too. Like, whenever you straighten your hair on social media, people are like, "We love your natural." Like, do you feel that people are? I, your hair is like, it is iconic. Like, do you, I feel like people are attached to your hair. I wish I did more with my hair. Like, I wish I had more cool hairstyles in my, like, repertoire. Like, I tried doing some cool, like, braid stuff and some cool pushback stuff. Like, I've been really trying to see what I could do with this this mane. You should do but, little buns, little space buns. That would be cute. But sometimes I flip it over this side. Sometimes I flip it over <laughs> the other side. When I straighten my hair, they're like, your natural hair is better. But, like, it's hard for me when I work or do try to like look really good in a professional setting to wear my natural hair because it just looks undone. You know, it just looks like I should have blown it out or something. Like it just doesn't look like, I don't know, right now it's hard to tell on the Zoom, but it doesn't look like professional. And I'm a professional baddie. It looks good. I wanna backtrack a little bit too. I have a few more dating questions for you. So the people wanna know, what are you looking for in a partner? What are the green flags and the red flags that you look out for? The most important thing that I'm looking for in a person is somebody that's honest and loyal and that is just a good, has good ethics and morals that like wants to be a good husband, wants to be a good father, wants like that matters to them. That's what I'm looking for. Um, somebody that is career oriented and be, I'm very career oriented too, but I want somebody on my level in that way. Um, Somebody that's funny and nice and, you know, I used to care all about, like, tall, hot, abs, all, like, the, um, like, things that don't really matter. But, yeah. obviously, that's great, too. But uh, it's not... A little bonus. Yeah, I think genuine and loyal are the two things that stuck out to me from what you said. It's, like, the looks, obviously, those don't hurt. And I'm sure you have a lot of good, attractive guys uh, in L.A., with what about like with red flags when you're on these dates what are the things that have stuck out to you that you're immediately like this isn't gonna work out um well the ones that like want to take you home after the first date I'm like no no but after the I've noticed like even on the dating apps there's two different types of guys it's like the one guy that's like hey how are you where are you from nice to meet like want to get to know you and then there's other guys that are like hey what are you doing tonight like want to come over like no like zero no I don't want to come over to your to a stranger's house just because you're good looking so there's those two types of guys and then yeah the red flags that look for on dates if obviously another one is like if they're on their phone a lot if they're like on if they're on their phone a lot even though like I went on one of those first dates was like oh my friend just got broken up with so I just got to check in on him I was like I don't know if I believe that like you know what I mean like looking back I'm like I feel like that's a weird like an easy excuse to say but I don't know, being on their phone a lot on the date and then um, them like being, assuming that like they're gonna just get it easily cause they're not. No, and I feel like the standard is so low for these guys. Like they, they just expect that so easily. 
I'm the same way. I don't, I think that's such a big red flag if they try to get you home right away. And on the dating apps, I made this TikTok video, like when a guy is like, oh, can I get your Snapchat? I'm like, no, like, I don't think Snapchat's the worst app in the world. That's like fine. You can use it. But when a guy's first reaction is, hey, what's up? I say hi back. Can I get your Snapchat? And it's two in the morning. No, you can't. Uh, I just, I can't, I can't deal with these guys. Have you had any dating horror stories? Like anything, well, anything weird? Guys that are older. I'm not going to go on with anyone younger than me. Like no way will I go on a date with a guy that's, well, listen, I don't want to say no way, but I'm not pursuing that. If it, if it happens upon me, then that's fine. But I am not pursuing somebody younger than me because that's the exact energy that you get from them. It's like Snapchat, like what you doing tonight? Like come over, <laughs> like, whoa, like where's the energy? Like ask me out, give me something like to look forward to. And I also don't like the day of like last minute, it's been I, like an hour. Hey, want to meet up in an hour? Like, no, I need to know the, I need to wake up that morning and know that I'm seeing you so I can prepare yes. my whole day around it and yada, yada, yada. That is the same advice my, my best friend Danielle gives. She's like, if a guy texts me the morning of, no, not hang out with you. Like you need to plan something, especially in the beginning. No. But dating horror stories, um, I was, I, I will tell you one, I was, this was in um, February of this year, I was seeing, I went on, it maybe been like three weeks where I'd been seeing this guy, and it had started so strong, it was like the best first impression from a guy I've ever gotten in my life, like, so good, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's freaking awesome, like, a couple dates going in, like, I really like this guy, he asked me, oh, let's do something on Valentine's Day, I was like, yeah, like, this is, it just, it was going in the right direction. Wow. So we go out on yeah. Valentine's Day. And this dude is like silent in the car and is just being so weird. I'm like, are you okay? He's like, like just being so weird. Like, I don't know him that well, you know what I mean? But I'm like, everything, you're being weird. Like, why are you being different? He's just was like, oh, I don't know. Like I had been like five to 10 minutes late because of a work thing to his house. To, and he was going to drive us to the place. And like, mm -hmm. I was like, that was late. And he was like, no, like, I'm just annoyed about a lot of things going on. And I was like, okay. Like if this is how this guy acts when he's in a bad mood, like, like no good or like put it aside like we're going out and like try to like talk to me about it a little bit but whatever yeah and it's like a holiday like such a romantic fun holiday so did you ever figure out what was wrong yeah well no I don't I didn't figure out what it was but all of a sudden we're on the date and I'm wearing these like um beige colored leather shirt sh sh shorts leather shorts that are like beige colored and I'm like he, we're in the car and he goes those are real world war ii pants he got there and I was like, what? He's like, they're like Normandy pants. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? He's like, do you know anything about World War II? I was like, yeah, I know about World War II. He's like, well, who are the allies and who are the axes if you know about World War II? I was like, what? I was like, I don't remember. And he's like, yeah, well, then don't go saying that you know things that you don't. And I was like, oh. I was like, oh my God. I was like, don't ask me if I know about World War II and start quizzing me on it and insult my outfit. I was like, you wear band t-shirts every time I see you. You don't have style. Do not comment on my attire ever again. And he did comment on it because I stupidly continued going on dates with him. And he was like, don't wear those shorts though. Every time he'd ask me out, yeah, yeah, but don't wear those shorts. And I had to politely let him know that I value the shorts much more than I value him. And that was a wrap. Good. Um... First of all, red flag whenever a man makes any sort of comment on your outfit. That's so strange. Exactly. What was his deal? Like, 
Was he trying to be funny and he's just not a funny person? No, no, he was in a bad mood. He was being negative about it. He was mad about it. And the fact that he kept bringing up the shorts, like, don't wear them, just showed me how it was serious. He really, he hated the shorts. <laughs> I need to see the shorts. Oh, do you want me to show, show you a photo? Yeah, let's, I need to see what these shorts are. Because they sound cute, how you're describing them. I couldn't pull them off because I'm not tan enough for nude well, anything. I don't love the color of them, to be honest, but... They were wow, I've never. Yeah, you know how expensive Aritzia is, right? Yes, that's like a good pair of shorts. They were like $150 shorts, and now I can't even wear them. I think you dodged a major bullet with this guy, a World War II bullet. He sounds crazy. I mean, the thing yeah. is, like, it's not even like the most crazy story in the entire world. Guys do stuff crazier, but like, it, it at the same time, it is like. The fact that men think that they can just say that shit and we're going to be like, just laugh it off and, or like, listen and never wear the shorts again. You need to wear the shorts. You need to post a pic in the shorts. I did. I wore the shorts recently and I posted a video like, remember that time a guy told me that these were World War II shorts? I love the buildup to seeing these shorts. I'm so excited. Okay. Those are cute shorts. I mean, they Wait, look really I'm so confused by what his issue was with these shorts. You look yeah, incredible. Those were the shorts. They're beige brownish. They look kind of brown in that photo. Um, and he was obsessively hating on them. He told me to burn the shorts. He has issues. Before I he burn the shorts. He literally has issues. Have you seen him since? Or has he tried reaching out since? Yes. yes. This guy called me in the middle of my workday a week ago out of nowhere. Haven't, haven't spoken to him. Haven't texted him. This called me in the middle of my workday in the last week. What did he say? Nothing. I didn't answer. And I, I didn't answer. I didn't text him. He didn't text me. He just called me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So no. Men are wow. so weird. Men are weird. I. I'm gonna post this podcast, and he's gonna listen to it. Steph, do you do you see yourself staying in LA, or do you plan? Because I mean, your career's there. I feel like there's so much career opportunity. What's your like five, ten year vision? Yeah, I definitely see myself here for a good amount of time, but I also see myself bi-coastal. Like I spent a lot of time this summer on the East Coast. I like that. I like being in the East Coast summers. So have you ever heard of the term snowbird? If I have. You're a person who chases, who pretty much lives in the hot weather during the winter and then goes to the cold weather, goes to the hot, wait, hold on. So it's a person who goes from the colder parts of America to warmer parts during the winter and then the opposite during the summers. So like during the cold months, I go to the hot places. And then during the hot months, I go to the colder places. That's my goal is to be a snowbird. That's a good goal. So where would your home base be on both coasts? LA and LA and then the New York City area, which is where my family is. Uh, do you get to see your family a lot? Have they visited you or do you go home a lot? So I spent seven weeks at my parents this summer with my family with yeah so they see me plenty so they can't complain about me moving seven weeks oh my it's god summer. yeah are your siblings yeah. back home yeah both my siblings live in new jersey so and they live like right near each other like they're hanging out they're getting dinner tonight which is upsetting oh uh, do you have any like fomo because i miss i talk yeah. to my mom all the time but i'm like i miss being close to her yeah i have major fomo my my sibling it was my sister's birthday last week they all went out for dinner and I, mm -hmm. it sucks. 
I miss them. That, the only reason I don't want to be here forever is because I, I love my family and I want to be closer to them. Other than that, LA is where it's at. Like I say, yeah. to them, what are you doing? Like, why are you there? <laughs> you could be here, but I know. Have they all visited you as a family or do they all come like individually? My mom and dad visited me last October. My brother, he works in an industry where he travels a lot. So he's actually been here a couple times and he's coming again in two months. So he'll be here in November. And then my sister is the only person that hasn't visited. And it's only because she was supposed to visit in February over my birthday. And last minute I got assigned a work job that I couldn't, I had to do. It wasn't optional. And I had, she had to cancel her trip, which sucked. Um, but she's going to reschedule it hopefully soon. Yeah. Hopefully soon. February's that's been a while. Yeah. But then I was home for seven weeks. So like it, she got, you know, enough FaceTime with me. <laughs> yeah. She's you're like, she's sick of me now. She's, sick of me. No, she's, she's so sweet. Your sister's name's Amanda, Amanda, right? Yeah. So cute. What are your, what are your future goals then right now? You want to stay in LA. You want to hopefully get on this new show. Knock on wood. Is that what you kind of have in mind? Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about working for the NFL right now. Um, so just really getting good at my job since I'm brand new. And, you know, I had my first show last week. Mistakes were made, which is fine. It's a learning experience. But, like, just getting really good at my new job is my short-term goal. And then, yeah, more long-term. And like we were saying, like, two years, a lot could happen. Like, I would like to start dating more seriously and, like, find somebody that I can actually put my time into and not, like, be dating multiple people and trying like you know I like being with one person so I Me am too. finally in a place where I'd rather where I'd like to get back to that I'm not forcing it um by any means but like definitely open to that and hopeful that something will transpire in the next couple of years yeah and I think you're gonna find somebody like I truly think you're gonna meet like some super hot guy but also somebody who challenges you and like you both are very career driven but have a make make time for each other too. I just I see you finding somebody who's your equal, you know, and I feel like both of us haven't haven't met our equals just yet. No, it's not. It, no, we haven't, and it's hard to find somebody that can match us, match our energy. It will be worth the wait. I agree. Are you working on any like passion projects or anything right now, or is it mostly just new job that's taking up like obviously a lot of energy right now? New job is taking up so much energy. Um, I'm really trying to get like, I re recently rearranged and redid and redesigned my bedroom. So that was kind of a personal project that I worked on. Um, but then the last week with my job, this was a, this week for, it was a special occasion. I had to work six days in a row. Usually I'll only work five days, but it was six days. So I had like a particularly crazy week and, um, all of my cleanliness and all of my organization got a little out, got a little uh, out of hand. So now like my passion project is always just working on myself and being better and being more organized and being cleaner and being like making my bedroom space feel more like my own. I've, I need to get back on TikTok. I've been off TikTok the last couple weeks. Um, yeah, I need to get back into my like, I love, you know, I love making TikToks. I just haven't had, I haven't had the time lately and I wish I did. Yeah, no, you're so good at TikToks. I'm like, Steph, you need to post more. Like I haven't seen your, your content that much. No, but it's great. I've been like kind of having a creative rut a little bit too. But just got to get, I think it's like waves of creativity. Like sometimes I'll make like literally 40 videos in two days and then I'll just like push them out. Craziest drafts. How many drafts do you have? Oh, 
let's find and they've gotten deleted recently too like it'll re- randomly just like replenish out i have 978 drafts no you don't yeah. that is so many drafts i think i have like 10 girl you need to push those out why aren't you posting them oh my god i even have old ones with mike in them actually so i guess they didn't get deleted i'm like now looking at these old videos i like didn't even realize these were all still here oh my gosh don't fall down a rabbit hole it's gonna get emotional no no i'll send them to him and be like why did we do this i'm sure they're i'm sure they're cute though but anyway yeah tons of drafts that's impressive i feel you need to just push them all out not all of them but most of them in there somewhere yeah i'm sure i have two more questions for you steph so one of the questions is what advice do you have for someone wanting to pursue a career in your industry Oh, like a TV producer. You know what? That's a great question because people message me that all the time. And I hate to say that sometimes I don't answer because it is hard to, it's just hard to type it. It's really hard to like, it's just hard to explain. But um, yeah, if you are interested in being a television producer or a film producer or just in the production space at all, or director, um, you have to become a PA first. That is literally the standard for an industry, for this industry. You have, a PA is a production assistant. So yeah, what's a PA? Tell us what a PA is. A PA is a production assistant, and I was a PA at, when I got out of college, and I have a PA now in my new job. PAs, every job has a PA. Every TV show has a PA. So if there was like a TV show that you were really passionate about, you just ask how to be a PA there, and that's how you get your foot in the door. And if you're a really good PA, which it's hard to be a PA, but you being a good PA is a person that shows that they're more of a producer than an assistant. You know what I mean? Cause the, that's the first step in the door, but you want to show that you're thinking creatively. You're thinking about the show. You're not just doing your job, but you're going above and beyond. And that's what mm-hmm. I did. And I became an associate producer and that's like an entry level producer. Um, and then from associate producer, I kept working and working and working and asking for more and asking for how can I step up? And then I became a segment producer. Um, and that's like a level, that's just a no longer entry level position. You know, that's like a mid to senior level position. Now I have people working under me and reporting to me. And then once you're a producer or a segment producer, or even an associate producer, you, it's so easy to transfer from show to show. So like I started at the Maury show. The Maury show isn't necessarily a show that I would want to work on. It's like, it wouldn't have been my first choice, but guess what? It got me to segment producer status. And then I moved from there to Paramount to now NFL, which is what I always wanted to do sports. So like, don't be, if you are interested in being in television, take any job in television, because even my old boss, when he was hiring PAs, he always looked for people that had something on their resume. Cause obviously if you're fresh out of college, you might, you probably don't have anything on your resume, but like an internship, even at a radio station or the local network, or any type of production on their resume, like a YouTube channel, whatever it is, just something showing that they have production like mm-hmm. on their resume will get you a PA interview. And then you get the job and then you bust your ass and then you can get to any show you want to be at. And that's where I'm at right now. That's awesome. That's honestly such good advice because for, I'm like such an outsider and I don't understand how you got to where you are. A lot of hard work. How many years were you a PA for before you got up to segment producer? Um, I was a PA for one year, one season. 
Um, and then I was an AP for two years and then I became a segment producer. So almost oh, associate producer segment. Okay. I get it. So PA, production assistant, which is an assistant, you're an assistant in the production, you know, it's an assistant job and then associate producer, you're no longer an assistant, but you're an associate. So you're at the, the bottom level of producers. And then you get segment producer and then you're no longer at the bottom of the barrel. You know what I mean? You have, you have producers working for you. You're creating segments, you're pitching to the, to the network. It's a way more important, way more important job. An AP job is not important. Oh my God. Make sure that's, <laughs> make sure nobody thinks that I don't think an AP no. job is important. Yeah. It's very clear that like, they're all very important. Everybody plays their part. And it just takes time and hard work to, to move up in any industry, but yours, especially it's competitive. It's like a very, it's an industry that a lot of people want to be in. So it's a dying industry in many ways. Um, if you're not flexible, because it's a very old, like television has been around for so long. Right. And we've been watching TV for so long, but everything is going digital now and everything is, it's a very constantly changing medium. It's, that's why yeah. it's media medium and like television is based off of cable and cable is dying. So like television, all these television networks are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and it's getting harder to get into. The real ticket is to get into these digital companies that are expanding and like aren't relying on cable viewers um, to sustain their audience. So, right. so you're saying like Netflix, Amazon Prime, oh, yeah. Hulu, and like even what me working for the NFL, like the NFL will always, the America will always find a way to watch football. That's never going to go. Football will That's not going to change. Yeah. So even if it becomes a streaming thing, or if it become, if we're watching them on like, it, it, no matter what, people will figure out a way to watch football. However, that people are, <laughs> True. Content, it will be consumed. Um, and that's the kind of company that you want to work for. If you are looking to get into production, do not look for like, what's the best t show on television. Does that make sense? Yes, totally makes sense. I think that's really, really good advice. Last question unrelated to the previous one. Would you do reality TV again? Oh my gosh. Loaded yeah. question. I had a good experience with it. I actually did. Um, I didn't get a negative cut. I didn't have people coming at me saying that they hate me. You know, I, I have told you this before and I've said this before publicly that the worst I get is people telling me to get a nose job, which I really, I'm okay with people telling me that I don't really care about that, but it's like, I don't know. I don't need it. I don't, it doesn't, I always knew I was going to end up on a television show one day and it happened and I'm, and it satisfied that, that feeling of, I always knew it would happen and it happened. I don't feel like it needs to happen again. If I got presented with an opportunity that was like so good and it lined up with my life and I so agreed with it and I had production, like I was in control of the producing, like I'm a producer on the staff, like, you know, the Kardashians produce their own show. Like if I'm a producer and talent, then yes, the answer is yes. I would produce my own show, but I'm not putting myself in a scenario where they can cut me into a terrible person. Like I'm happy with how my television career wrapped up with a bow. Everyone for the most part <laughs> liked me. I, you know, didn't step on too many toes. I was authentic to myself as much as I could be in a setting like that. And, um, I don't want to ruin that. <laughs> I don't want to seem like I'm a ch yeah. chasing this television dream. My dream is to be an executive producer and to run a network and to come up with new show ideas, not to be the face of it, but 
if they are like, we want to do a show about the network, then yeah, I'll be on the show. It has to be exactly what I want. Like I'm not a, I don't love a mama's boy anymore. So that would never work. <laughs> you don't love a mama's boy anymore? Same. I do not love a mama's boy. <laughs> a bonus question. Would you ever date a mama's boy again? Oh, it's so funny. I always ask it. I'm like, are you a mama's boy? But I started to say it in like a, in a how do you feel about your mom? Just tell me. Like, are you close yeah. with your mom? Um, yeah, I would never date somebody that will put their mom before me in that way, but I would date somebody that like is respectful and loves their mom in the way that I thought like it was before it wasn't, you know what I mean? Right. I, there's definitely healthy boundaries that need to be set. I, you know, I'm, I love my family and I want the guy who I end up with to love their family too, but balance and boundaries. I want them to be a good son and love their mother and buy them, you know, Mother's Day flowers and be just a good son, but not like an obsessed son. Yeah. We'll just end on that. Don't be, don't be an obsessed son. That's all we need. I have an obsessed mother and that's enough for all of us. <laughs> we love, what's your mom's name again? Anita. Anita. We love Anita. Anita needs her own show. She does need her own show. She's, she's like the housewives of New Jersey. Well, actually we, yeah. there already is a housewives of New Jersey. She's got to get her on there. Yes. One day. Well, that wraps up all my questions, Steph. Thank you so much for your time. Like I expected nothing less than amazing responses and you just killed it. You did such a good job. I really, really appreciate you being on and Definitely want to be able to meet you in real life one day. It's going one day. Down. I need to come to LA or you come to Austin, but I want to make a trip. We have this conversation. How tall are you? Five, five. Oh, wait, how tall are you? Five, seven. Oh yeah. No, we, I think we did talk about this. Cause I thought you were like five, two. Yeah. People think I'm really short. Cause Mike and Liz are giraffes. They are. Wait, how tall are they? Mike's like six three, six four, and Liz is like five eleven at least, maybe six foot. God, they are, they I are like giants. I'm actually like a pretty tall person. Yeah, you are. Oh my god, so weird to think about you being taller than me. Well, we're gonna hit the town. We're gonna we're gonna go crazy. We'll tell all of our fans out there if they come meet us at the bar. We're going out. I would love that. I would love nothing. No, me, me too. Well, Steph, how about you? Plug your TikTok and your Instagram if people want to follow you. How do they find you? Well, thank you. Um, my Instagram is at Steph Ressler. My TikTok is just at Steph Ress. Um, and that's really it. So if you guys aren't following Steph yet, go check her out at Steph Ress or at Steph Ressler. I need to obviously catch up on her content because I didn't even know about the NFL job. And I'm very mad at myself still about that. Uh, if you guys had any questions about the things that either of us talked about, feel free to send Steph a DM or myself at Kimberly Cobb or at My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. And a quick reminder to follow or subscribe to me on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I love you guys so much. Again, thank you so much, Steph. I miss you, you always. Seriously, thank you. So. So happy to have you on. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll chat more 